You're on city radio. You're on city radio. You're on. You're on. You've been listening to. You're on. You're on city radio. You're on city radio. You're on. You've been listening to. You're on city radio's midnight hour. Greetings, land lovers, and welcome to the Midnight Hour on Huron City Radio, broadcasting from the largest body of fresh water anywhere on the planet. I'm Tom Babajowski, and I'll be accompanying you throughout the show. Whoa! 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 If you do hear any noises uh, such as those, I think I think maybe the ship is starting to become adrift after those storms. It's rocking more than usual, so please bear with me. If I, if I sound a little... <clears throat> bilious. Well, stomach isn't feeling like it should with all this movement. Maybe that cold spam chili wasn't a good idea for supper after all. Now, where are those tongues? God. So, uh, stay tuned, and fingers crossed we'll be avoiding a multicolored yawn live on the air. And now a word from tonight's sponsor. Richard Thornberry's Embalming and Mummification Services. Our innovative, state-of-the-art secret process will have Grandma looking like a spring chicken way longer than is necessary. <laughs> Come see for yourself, what what? Now incorporating Thornberry's taxidermy wall mountings. You know, I've already booked Richard Thornberry for my well, my eventual end of days, even though it's obviously way, way, way beyond the horizon. I can't wait to see how they're going to prepare my temple of a body. Well, actually, I guess I won't be getting to see because, well, hmm. Well, I wonder if there's a way maybe just to, I don't know, try it out beforehand. I'll have to give them a call. Right. Uh, the topic for tonight's phone-in, science. Controversial, disputed, useful, dangerous, and ever-changing, science has been propping up our attempts to endure the anxiety of existence ever since prehistoric cave dwellers held the very first science fair. Now, we'd like to hear from all sides of the science debate, whether your experience with science ended after you wet yourself when your brother jammed both terminals of a 9-volt battery into the middle of your tongue. Oh, it'll be fun, he said. Dick. Or whether you've built your own Hadron Collider in your basement without planning permission. Whatever the case, we want to hear from you. Same number as always, uh, 314-92-12-137-13. You're listening to me, as always, Tom Babajowski here with the Midnight Hour on Huron City Radio. Coming up, Tom's top tips, our competition winner from last week's competition, and, oh, I am so, so sorry, episode three of Raccoon Man. But now to get the show rocking. Oh, God, not rocking. Oh, it's, it's moving again. Uh, from uh, Huron City, it's uh, music from, what does it say? Mr. Ships? Missed the ship? What? This makes no sense at all. Huh, the Miss Some Chips with Gallows Reverb. Gibberish. Total gibberish.
that had you tapping your toes with a hammer all right your plugs out and on with the show dear god are, are we really coming adrift <sighs> anywho science the realm of boffins and basement dwellers geniuses and mavericks scientists have been trying to improve and understand the world with their work but what are you the layman and woman the ones who are on the receiving end of science. What do you think of it all? What is science? And who decides what to be science-y about? Who chooses to look into the causes of foot fungus? Or whether cats talk in ancient dialects? Maybe you believe all science is a hoax, and that the Earth is actually hat-shaped, and that water is just sky juice. Or perhaps you live your life by science, measuring each portion of cabbage and jerky to make sure you maintain optimum nutrition and only using the heretical metric system. Now, Eric, my extremely non-scientific producer on the mainland, is waiting for your calls. And oh, if you're lucky, he'll press the right button and you'll be through to me, Tom Babajowski, on here on City Radio. By the way, Eric, on the supply raft, I asked for something heavy in case we came adrift. But like, I don't know, a spare anchor? The best of deep purple? Seriously, Eric? And listen, please, Eric. For the love of God, toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. I mean, I had to take down my periodic table poster. Now all I've got left is the noble gases. Okay, so on to our first caller tonight on uh, line one. That's right, line number one. You're through to the midnight hour. Good evening, Tom. And a good evening to you. This is Dr. Robinson, uh, very interested in this week's phone, and I couldn't wait to call. Oh, a doctor. You know, I don't think we've ever had a doctor on the show before. Well, I'm glad to be the first. You know, I, I haven't seen a doctor in ages. Uh, I might not be the sort of doctor you're thinking of. You know, being stuck out here. Uh, like I said, I think you may have got the wrong Not idea. able to get help should anything go wrong with me. Whoa, hey, look, Tom, I'm not a medical... Hey, uh, can I ask you something? Uh, I have these little pimples. I'm not a doctor of medicine. Yeah, you see, they, they pop a bit, like, uh, kind of like pink bubble wrap. Oh, 
Oh, are you listening to me? Yeah, I mean, they're in nearly every crevice. Oh, God, it sounds awful. Yeah, it's not a bed of roses, although some of them do look like a squashed rose. Oh, God, I'm not a medical doctor. Wait, you, you what now? I can't help you. I'm not that kind of doctor. Huh. Well, wait a minute. What other type of doctor is there? I'm a doctor of physics. What? What are you talking about? I have a PhD, a doctorate, in physics. Oh, like uh, physical therapy. You treat people with bad knees, that kind of stuff? No! Physics, the study of laws of the universe. What now? You're a lawyer? I thought you were a doctor. Oh, no. I, I study physics. I study matter. How the natural world fits together through energies and forces. Well, now, wait a minute. So, so you don't have any patience? <sighs> That's right. I have absolutely zero patience. Yeah, but you said you're a doctor. I am. Look, physics. I look into atoms, the relation of motion as expressed through mathematics. Uh, you treat sick atoms? That kind of thing? Oh, not that kind of thing. Well, you, you sure you couldn't let me describe that rash J just a little bit more? Oh, fucking hell. All right, well, thanks for calling, I guess. Though, you know, I don't think he was really a doctor. <laughs> All right, now who do we have on the line? That's uh, line, uh, oh, line number one. Hey. Evan here, science student and lover of all things scientific. Well, hip, hip, hooray. What do you got for me, Evan? What do you love about it all? All that science stuff. Well, it's what separates us from animals. The ability to reason, to apply the scientific method to the world around mm -hmm. us. Yeah, it sounds good. It actually sounds like science, too. You want, you want to explain a little more? Oh, yeah. Love love to. Love to. I I could talk about this stuff all night. Well, yeah, you, you've got a little time. I love our capacity to be both observer and participant in the world. Mm -hmm. Unlike mm -hmm. all yeah. other life forms who are just only able to experience an inner reality okay. distinct from all external influences, uh -huh. where, 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 where as humans we have the ability to observe the okay. conditions right. and phenomena around Around us uh, to apply uh, rigorous and skeptical thought, asking right. searching okay. questions yeah, yeah. about okay. uh, uh -huh. the, the yeah. nature of reality that we gather uh. through our senses, and then conceptualizing yeah. hypotheses and theories about those mm -hmm. answers and our observations, okay. and okay. determining yeah. the results All by right. by extrapolating the data garnered yeah. by uh, our okay. yeah. interactions <laughs> and applying mm -hmm. it vis-a-vis -vis with previous <sighs> results in order to to form conclusions mm -hmm. that for that help us help us delve into the okay. very substance of reality a reality right, that exists right, right. in each yeah. object we see as well as how what? that reality exists within the relationship Wait, and the interactions uh -huh. of said objects oh. with other objects and the all environment right. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. all right there you have it thank you evan all right now who the hell wants to talk about science you know proper science Bubbling test tubes of potions, making indestructible styrofoam, putting lipstick on rabbits, that kind of thing. Now, who do we have on line one to enlighten us with the wonder of science? <laughs> poopy, poopy. <laughs> poopy, poopy. <laughs> Uh, hello? Hello, you're through to Tom Bobajomsky on the Midnight Hour? Dookie, dookie. <laughs> hey, hey, who's there? Your butt. Your butt. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Tom Dookie Dookie. Tom Dookie Dookie. Dookie, Dookie. 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 Dook
Hey, hey, how did this happen? Eric, did you get their number, right? Smelly man, smelly man, sitting on a tin can. Fuck off. Sorry about that, listeners. Just some technical difficulties. And if any of you found my language distressing, well, we apologize, but you really have to get over it. Call Eric if need be. So who on earth do we have next on the line? I'm warning you, Eric. Hello, Tom. And uh, hello to you. Welcome to the Midnight Hour. Uh, So what is your name and what's your point? I mean about science. My name is Sandra, and I'd like to talk about my... Oh, Sandra. Lovely name. Uh, Thank you. And I'd like to talk about my interest in... Not Sandra Bell, by any chance. Uh, no. No. Uh, Okay. No, of course. Uh, I don't know. Don't know why I thought you'd... You see, I, I used to know a, a Sandra Bell uh, high school way, way back. No, I, I'm not Sandra Bell. Do you want to hear what I have to say? Oh, sure, sure. Go on. Oh, Sandra. Well, Tom, my passion Sandra. is how science has oh, changed Sandra, throughout the Sandra years. Bell. Uh, maybe you knew her. Uh, she used to live out by Roland Creek Estate. No, I have no idea who you're talking about. Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, she used to go to Huron City High School. She, uh... Well, she never did right. I'm not from around here. I went to school in another state. <sighs> Sandy. You know, she said she was going to keep in touch. Oh, I, I'm sorry. You were saying uh, science. Yes, I was saying I am fascinated by the history of science. Hmm? What? History? Yes, how scientific knowledge has changed throughout the centuries. Oh, come on. We, we had a doctor who wasn't a real doctor, a dull bore, some shitty kids... Now someone talking about history instead of science? I am talking about science. Yeah, but you said history. Yes, the history of science. Ugh. I thought this was actually going to be a good phone-in. But it is a fascinating subject. So was Sandra Bell. Yeah, she was my first kiss. <laughs> oh. Tom? Uh, Mr. Babajowski? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, you were saying... Uh, Would you like me to carry on? I'm not sure. Could I call you a different name? How about Louise? Uh, Jenny? I think I'd better go. Yeah, uh, you're probably right. Um, bye now. Hi, Sandra. It's time for one more call, which I am more than happy about. Who do we have bothering us tonight? Thank you for calling back on pizzas. This is Raymond. May I take your order? Tonight's special is two pizzas and cheesy wings, half price if you buy more than 30. What? Raymond? Oh, Eric, not again. Hey, Mr. Bob Jopsky. Hey, what's going on, bud? Not good, Raymond. No, what's not going on? What's up? Nothing, really. Hey, you don't happen to know a Sandra Bell, do you? From what I remember, she liked pizza. Although not anchovies. Hey, maybe she's one of your customers. Hey, sorry, dude. Can't help you there, man. You looking for somebody? I guess. Maybe. I don't know. It was a long time ago. So, you don't want to place an order, then? Science, Raymond. You got any interest in science? I just wondered if you could maybe salvage this phone in, as it's really left me just... Oh, science. 
Brah, that's that's some shit, man. I, now you come to men- mention it, like like science is really interesting. No, that's what I thought until tonight. You know, it was it was in that book, man, uh-huh. the Golden Bow, where where that Scottish brainiac talked about humans trying to understand the world and that, that mankind he he used like magic first and then and then religion and now science, man. It's like a it's like a framework. For making sense of being alive. You know, maybe I need some magic in the shape of a pizza. Like attempting to fathom your place in the universe, bro. Like there's a Milky Way and galaxies and stuff. And we're just here on a dot, bro. I mean, I agree with him. Like He, he goes on to say that we will never find the answer. Not through any structured thinking that, that prevents direct experience. Did you say 30 wings? Yeah, yeah, 30. Like like I was saying, like because, and I quote, right, the advance in knowledge is an infinite progression towards a goal that never recedes. Hmm. Like Sandra Bell. <laughs> uh, you, you, want, you want extra anchovies again, bro? Yes, please, Raymond. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, B. Oh, could you try to get it here while it's still warm and before, well... It will try. Before I come adrift. Take it easy, bud. Thanks, Raymond. (sighs) You're listening to The Midnight Hour here on Huron City Radio. The time is coming up to... (laughs) That's always the same time, isn't it? It's always now, right here. Anyway, who cares? I'm sure you've all got clocks. Oh, what on earth? Oh, man, the wind is really picked up. Really? Really? Eric, I'm... Yeah. I think I'm coming adrift. Oh, what's that? Oh, oh, it's time? Uh, Okay. And now it's time for... Dom's Dop Dips. Dom's Dop? What, Eric? What the... Oh, I see you had a cold when you called them? Really, now? No, Eric, I don't hope you feel better soon. Next week, next week, get it right. God, anyway. On Tom's Top Tips, we have a letter this week from an Alice Lofenbro of Anchor Falls, who asks, Dear Tom, I've recently had trouble with the pipes under my bathtub, as they seem to have corroded rather rapidly over the last 24 hours and the bath itself is beginning to show similar signs of wear. I would usually ask my neighbor to help with such tasks, but just recently I can't get a hold of him, like he's just dissolved into thin air. Please help me, Tom, as I can't go without my daily ablutions any longer. Yours, liquefyingly, Alice. Well, Alice, it's very easy to replace bathroom pipes, so you're in luck. Now, after you've removed the damaged parts, you need to get some fresh pipe that's preferably as long as an elephant's ilium. Make a cat's cradle out of this while wearing your Sunday best, as this will provide the correct demeanor required for this precision task. Now, when dusk arrives, screw the new piping into place and then secure with taffy, buttercream, and lead for a snug-fitting seal before blowing in a kiss for good measure. As for the bath, a hollowed-out shell of a recently-caught giant turtle will suffice, or simply arrange a series of buckets on the kitchen floor and wash limbs in rotation during a soapy version of Twister. There, that should give you your ablution solution. <laughs> ablution solution. 
Oh, dear God, where do these come from? <laughs> Pollution solution. Another top tip next week. And if you need help with any irritating household problems, write me a letter, pop it in the mail to Tom Babajomsky, The Gray Ship, Lower Lake Huron. Whoa, well, the Lower Lake for the time being. Whew. And now, pour yourself a drink, open a bucket of popcorn, and lose yourself in episode three of Raccoon Man. While I go see what the Pope Falls is going on with this ship. Oh, Sandra. Sandra. Oh, Sandra Bell. Why? Sandra. I didn't agree to this. I know you called the police. Considering the problems you've caused, I'd count yourself lucky right now. It's just in this hut, isn't it? I mean, I'm not going into Hanson's mansion, right? Not you as well. Raccoon Man? Don't be an idiot. I saw it. I saw it killing Cunningham. It came from nowhere. It was huge. I've, I've never seen anything like it. You don't have a choice if you want you or your sister to stay in one piece. What's that door? What's behind it? It's a tunnel. An underground corridor from the house to here. That's where the body is. No. No way. Shut up! You can't get out of this. You're crazy. It's gonna tear us to pieces. Get walking! Oh, God. Look, look, look at him. You can't see his face. Just be quiet and help me carry it! Uh, nearly there. See? You hear that? What on earth? Hey, we're nearly out. And so is Raccoon Man. Out of my damn way. Hold up! No chance. We're just the type of people this thing wants. There. Did it. You can stay in there. Whatever the hell you are. Raccoon Man by Daniel J. Williams. Episode 3, The Warehouse. I knew you'd obviously been tipped off when you got there so fast. I think someone knew you were going to be there, Harry. And what the hell were you doing there? Uh, but you weren't the only ones who knew. Uh, someone was there shooting to kill. Why would they do that if there was nothing to hide? I don't know, Harry. They disappeared off into the night. We lost them. Uh, but the twilight shift. What did you find inside? We looked. Nothing there. No evidence of anything but legitimate processing going on. We aren't the experts in all of this. We had the DNR check everything out too, Harry. That good enough for you? They knew we were coming. Everything must have been cleared out. God damn it! 
you can cuss away as much as you'd like to, Harry, but without anything else to go on, that is where it ends. Seriously? Yes, seriously. And I'm going to have to suspend you. What? No. Why? Wait a minute. Shut up and be thankful I'm not firing you. You spent yesterday trespassing on two of Michael Kaufman's properties, not to mention insubordination for ignoring my orders. But you can't ignore that something is going on here. And I can't ignore the fact that you are with that Fitzpatrick girl, too. If there is something going on, you make it harder for me to do anything about it. And suspending me is going to help? Yes, it is. There's no logic in your actions. Going out there with her after all we've discussed, who knows what you might do next. But... And Kaufman told me how your peace talks went with him. I don't think it was anything other than your gunning for Kaufman that led you out there. That's not true, Chief. You have to think again about suspending me. Despite what you may think, I do have an open mind about what could be going on. If something turns on my desk that would make me reconsider, then I won't push away evidence I can actually work with. Then keep me on this. I I know I can find something. I can't, Harry. If I start looking like I'm giving you preferential treatment, then I'm in a difficult position. That's right. You all got to save your own skins in Huron City. If you can't see this as a way of me trying to help you and everything to do with this then I've got nothing left for you. This is a funny way of showing your support, Chief. One month. Now get out. You need help with the bandage? What do you think? You should go get it checked out at the hospital. And say what exactly? How did you get that gunshot, miss? Oh, I got it when my brother informed maniacs that I would be available for target practice. I didn't know they would be there. Really now? I knew you said you'd do something to stop me. I didn't know you meant you'd get me killed. I I did call the police. I admit that. And you must have let someone else know. I tried to warn you. I figured if you got caught by the police, then at least you're safe in jail for a while until things calm down. Is that really your motive, David? Or is it just as usual that you're saving your own skin? Things can't go on like this, Ash. Are we going to live our lives fighting over this hunting stuff forever? I mean... We have to get out of the way of these people, or we won't have any skin left to save. I tell you what. Do what you need to do, but leave me out of it. If this is your way of looking out for me, then I would rather take my chances with fur trappers and raccoon man. Chief Chunkler is right. You're lucky you still have a job, Harry. What am I supposed to do? Sit back and watch while Kaufman carries on? No one is interested in looking into this. Apart from Ashley Fitzpatrick, it seems, and you do keep ending up in these tricky situations every time you listen to her. I I don't know why I trust her. I mean, that raccoon man legend. Ashley believes she's connected to it, that she can hear him or some such nonsense. But she has little to gain other than exposing the truth. Well, it's not lost on me that Ashley has an air of Frankie about her. You sure you're not trying to help Ashley? Like I couldn't help Frankie? You another one who's analyzing me now? Well, you did come here to ask for my opinion, Harry. Your actions don't seem like they are led by the procedures of your profession. There's too many coincidences, too many dead bodies. I'm not going to stop following my guts on this one. Even if it means being led into more danger by Ashley, or even putting her in danger? Someone has to try and change things up in Huron City. Well, what are you going to do? You're currently suspended. 
Which means I have no one telling me what I can and cannot do. Oh, you're on City's very own outlaw. Why, Harry, you could become a legend. Like Raccoon Man. Exactly. I'm more than happy to take Kaufman's skin. More than happy. Yeah, maybe that's what Chief Tucker is hoping. Huh? Well, she's no dummy. She's the chief for a reason. What do you mean? If I were your boss, worried what you were up to, well, I'd probably like to keep you where I could see you. And I'd make sure you were very, very busy. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't be giving you acres of spare time to do as you pleased. Get in, Fitzpatrick, and be quiet. What's going on? Didn't you hear him? He said shut the hell up. Uh, Lenny, you heard from Tom Scanton? Yeah, he said word is that everything is shut down around here on City. Even if they've stopped processing, they must still have merchandise. If we assume Hanson's place was used as storage, where's it all now? What else he say? Nothing. Tom's staying out of the way. Says no one's talking about it anymore. They got scared, which means we're getting close. But we need something fast before every piece of evidence is out of reach. Well, you had a visitor. One with a bandaged arm. I gave her your number. Good. I doubt she's calling me just to let me know her wound is getting better. What's going on? I did what you said I had to do. You ran out on me. I had to haul that body the rest of the way. You heard that thing? Well, I'm here, aren't I? Nothing ripped me to pieces. We were only in that hut, not in the mansion itself. It can't leave that place. Then why did you? Just in case. Shut up. You still owe us. Please. What now? I can't go on like this. If you go running to the police, not only will you land yourself in a whole lot of trouble, your sister won't be safe either. Okay, okay, but what do you want me to do? (laughs) Well, we have a wayward detective who's not welcome. I want you to arrange contact with him so you can pass on the sort of information I'm certain he's craving. Fine. I'll do it, but you gotta leave my sister out of this. None of it is her fault, please. Your sister will be left alone, as long as you do as we tell you and all goes to plan. You promise? (laughs) If that will make you feel better, then by all means, I promise. How's the arm? I I I was worried, but I had no way. The shot didn't go in. It just ripped the surface. You gotta be careful, these people. I know. They're bad people. Otherwise, why would I be meeting a cop about them? Well, at the moment, you're not. What? I'm suspended. Oh, so I'm working with a renegade now. Why did you call? My brother. He called the cops on us. And I bet anything he called the ones taking pot shots at us. Your brother is in deep. Way deep. Much deeper than I thought. I need to go find him. Where is he? I have no idea. He's hiding from me. But you must have some idea. Nope. He won't pick up his phone when I call. Well, are you worried? My brother got himself into this. He can get himself out of it. Right now, I'm more worried that our chances of finding those who are behind the skin and slaughter are getting less and less. Maybe you should get yourself out of this, too. What? 
Are you serious? You and your brother. You're both in danger because of what your dad did. You don't have to risk your futures by staying mixed up in his mistakes. And if I give up, then what's the future for all those animals hunted and killed? They're young, taken and skinned. But there will always be hunters, legal and illegal. You can't stop them all. And I guess you solve all the crimes that happen? That you succeed in getting all criminals to face justice? Well, I suppose. No, that's right. You don't. Right now, people are committing crimes they will get away with. Stealing, fraud, people beaten in their own homes, abuses carried out on a daily basis. But you don't stop working, do you? We get those we can. And I help those animals that I can. We're more alike than you care to admit. Maybe. Maybe. We have to find my brother. I know he'll be scared. I think he may find us before we find him. Why? Because if he's scared, he'll be frantically trying to find a way to get himself out of it, and you're the only person he trusts. You wanted to see me, Mr. Kaufman? I've been thinking about Trapper Hansen's mansion. I think it's about time we did something with it. Really? Why is that? Well, all this negative attention it's been getting. Dead bodies, tall tales. It's not doing our image any good. Plus, I don't want Harry Stewart snooping around anymore. But we don't have any plans to do anything with it right now. I agree, it is in need of attention. But it won't be a small task either. That's why the sooner we get going, the better. Starting work would certainly prevent more animal attacks and unwanted publicity. But we could wait, at least until some of our other projects are finished. I've spoken with the other members of the board. They're in agreement. We can send in surveyors next week. Well, if you feel this is the right course of action, then I guess we go ahead. Just let me deal with it. I'll take care of everything. Thank you, Maggie. No problem, Mr. Kaufman. You hear from Harry? Not yet, Chief. I know he was meeting with the Fitzpatrick sister. Hopefully he gets the hint to use a suspension to dig up something worth uncovering. Unfortunately, all roads lead to Kaufman for Harry. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be able to see beyond that. The past is a noose around his neck. But as long as he finds something before that neck snaps, it'll be worth it. What's your guts telling you about this? And we could be too late. The tracks have been covered. Life goes on and we carry on with the next case that lands on our desk. Hello? Who is this? It's me, Ash. David? Why is the number hidden? Where the hell are you? I I can't tell you. What do you mean you can't tell me? I need to speak with that detective guy. Harry Stewart? Yeah. You can tell me and I'll tell him. No, no, I have to talk to him myself. Then at least tell me where you are. Soon, soon. Just just let me know how to contact Stuart and all of this will be over. It won't be over until I find out why... Why, why Dad was killed. I hear you, I hear you loud and clear, Ash. But unless you want there to be another funeral in this family, I suggest you give me his number now. I got a call from Ashley Fitzpatrick. Her brother's looking to contact me. That kid is way out of his depth. Just keep going. Do what you need to do. I think that's the unofficial take on all this. We're running out of time. I've got one last place to go if I don't hear from David Fitzpatrick soon. There. All empty now. We'll leave these boxes in the center. Good. And is everything else ready? We got the dogs. 
We have more than we thought. They'll be just right. Excellent. This is the last thing I'm doing. I'm not hanging around when this is done. You worry too much. We'll all be done with this sooner than later. We still gonna do the blood? You may not think there's anything in there, but you're the only one. Do what you want. Just make sure you get out of here quick, as soon as you have Stuart. Are you sure Stuart will come? He'll come. As soon as David Fitzpatrick dangles the worm of Michael Kaufman, Harry Stewart will be reeled out of the water like the big dumb fish he is. Harry Stewart. Tell me why I shouldn't call the police right now. Because I am the police. From what I hear, you've been suspended. Makes this situation even more tricky for you, doesn't it? Just because I'm suspended doesn't mean I stop looking for the truth. Or your version of the truth. I know you enjoy a particular standing in this city, and it gives you a certain immunity. You have some fancy notion of who I am, but you know nothing. You know more about Frankie's disappearance than you pretend to know. You are not ignorant about what happens on your properties, either. (laughs) You aren't interested in the truth. You just want some kind of delayed revenge to make up for the fact that you've never moved on from all that time ago. Me? You're the one who never left here on City. You've never done anything without your name to prop you up. Harry, you're stuck with your narrow worldview, and I am fed up to my back teeth that you keep dragging me into it. You think I don't know what you've been trying to do ever since I turned up at your office to ask you about Cunningham's death? If by thinking you mean jumping to conclusions, then that sounds about right. So, when you lured me into your office to try and smooth things over, is that what you meant when you said that Frankie was right about me? You are the person least suited to hearing the truth about what happened, Harry. But you know more. Far more. You have no idea. Back then, you only saw what you wanted to see. You saw your sister as someone who was helpless, someone caught up with a Kaufman against their wishes when the opposite was true. She was a fool to get involved with you. We were close, but you didn't want to believe that, and you didn't understand how unhappy your sister was. She hated this dead-end place, like so many people do. What happened, Mike? It was right there in front of you. Your family was broken, your father gone. She saw no future here, but she knew you were so caught up in your own world that you'd never understand where she was coming from. I said, what happened? I promised Frankie I would never say anything to you about this. But if it gets you the hell out of my life, I'm sure she'd forgive me. Tell me! Back off, Harry! Just shut up for once. Frankie wanted to get the hell out of Dodge and never return. She planned her disappearance every single step she would have told me she said you weren't strong enough to live without her and if she told you you would drag her back this is all a lie she was determined to go to find a new life for herself you expect me to believe all this you told Everyone in Huron City, I had something to do with her disappearance when you knew full well I had nothing to do with it. You were not the only one affected by her going. I was plunged into a world of pain when Frankie left, and every time I saw you, it pushed me deeper into despair. I know you did nothing to Frankie, not in the physical sense, but you, me, everything about her life in this gray city drove her away. 
But you forced me out as well. And I've apologized, goddammit! But now you're back. And isn't this why you came back to find out so you could punish me? I came back to do my job, and you just happened to be in my way. I will find out what you're up to, for why else would someone be trying to kill me last night, and why else would you and your properties keep appearing in my line of sight? <laughs> you're just making guesses, trying to fuel your neuroses. Insulting me isn't going to make me disappear. I'm going to give you something, Harry. And then you are going to leave my property. And if you don't, then I'm calling Tucker and you will have the full weight of the law upon you, together with whatever you think my influence in this town is. And this time, your exile from here on city will be damn permanent. Oh, what's this crap Kaufman has given me? A cease and desist letter? Another fairy tale to spin me? Dear Mike, tonight I leave. I'm sorry, you know that, but I had to say it again. If it hadn't been for you, then maybe I would have found a different way out, and maybe the lake is where I would have ended up. I need to trust you won't tell anyone, especially Harry. He can't cope with life as it is, and I don't want him dragging me back or going out searching for me. I know you promised, but please keep that promise. I'll write to let you know I'm doing okay, but please, don't write back. Thanks again, Mike. Take care. Have a good life. Frankie. No way. This is a lie. This is fake. <laughs> Hello? Who is this? It's David. Uh, Ashley's brother. What? Where are you? Are, are you okay? I, I'm, I'm fine. I just, I got some information for you. W what kind of information, David? The kind... <sighs> The kind I can't tell you. The, the kind I can only tell you if you promise to keep my sister out of this. We both know your sister. I don't have any say over what she does. But you do have a say whether you tell her anything that I tell you. So what do you want me to do? You gotta promise. Promise you won't tell her. Well, I guess I can say this. No, 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 no. You have to promise, and you have to mean it. Oh, okay. Okay, David. I promise. I promise I will not tell Ashley anything about what you say to me. Thank you. Okay, there's this this warehouse where they store stuff. Stuff? What stuff, David? Furs. Hundreds of them. All ready to be shipped out. Where are they? Where is the warehouse? It's on a property south of Huron City. Way down near the end of the county where the river widens. But they're clearing it out. You gotta hurry. How do you know this? Because you were right. I did know more about what my dad was messed up in, and I messed up in it too. Is it guarded? I said, 
Is it guarded? No. Not right now. They keep it quiet so as not to draw attention. Why are you telling me this, David? Because... Because I want out. I want this to be over. But you called the police on us, David. And probably someone else. Your sister nearly got killed. That's why you can't tell her. She's in danger. Just please, please make this stop. Where are you now, David? I told you. I can't say, but this warehouse property, it's its owned by Kaufman. Michael Kaufman. Except it's in someone else's name, so it can't be traced back to him. What's the address? Good boy. Good boy. I've done what she asked. Can't I go? Please, I won't say anything. You heard what she said. We have to wait till we have him. I promise. I will forget this whole thing. Well, of course you will, because if you breathe a word, then we'll come looking for you and your sister. And who's going to believe you over Kaufman's people from Lexington Holdings? But if you trust me enough to let me go after that, why not now? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to talk with you anymore, Fitzpatrick. Unless... Unless you aren't planning on letting me go at all. What was that? Nothing. Nothing. I I was listening. There's something moving out back. What? There's nothing here. Uh, Trust me, I I heard something. Well, I can't hear. Hey, my phone! Come here! Stop! Come back! Which way? Which way? Oh, Oh, for God's sake! Lenny, I heard from David Fitzpatrick. What did he say? He said the furs are stored in a secret warehouse. You believe him? He sounded too scared to be lying this time. Where is it? Right at the bottom tip of the county, by the marshes. Easy access for boats to take things back and forth. You have to check the property details. Fitzpatrick said it belongs to Kaufman, but it's under a different name. Harry? Chief? This could be a trap. I'm a big boy, I've thought of that. But Fitzpatrick is terrified and wants out. Plus, he wants his sister safe. It's possible he's telling the truth. Then you do what you need to do. Hell. You're suspended. I have no idea what you're up to. I hear you. And Harry? Chief? Be careful. David, is that you? Gosh, you gotta call Stuart. David, where are you? Don't know. What happened to you? It's my leg. I was running and the shot hit. Who, David? Who? I don't know. I don't know. These, these men, this woman. What are their names? Listen, Ash, they're going to take Harry Stewart somewhere. I don't know where. What? Why? It's a trap. All I heard is that they're going to leave him to dogs. Dogs? Yeah, dump him inside with the dogs. Where? Hey, Fitzpatrick. David? No, no, leave me alone. Give me that. (laughs) David, what's happening? (laughs) David? David?
your time is coming, Kaufman. Looks deserted, uh, just in case. Hmm, no windows. Just this gap. Maybe if I ease this. Well, there's hardly a thing here. Just some boxes. Empty. Nothing. Okay. Okay, where are you at? Hey! Police, stop! Get off me! Time for sleep, Mr. Cop. Gonna dress you up real good. Make you smell a nice, tasty treat. is tight. What's on my face? What the hell is this? Blood? I'm soaked in blood? But I'm not cut. Oh, Jesus. These are furs. They've covered me in skins. No. Get back. No. As well. Raccoon Man, Episode 3 The Warehouse. You have been listening to Anson Pavlov as David Fitzpatrick, Jamie Leslie as Maggie Klein, Scott Joseph as Detective Harry Stewart, Suzanne Moore O'Brien as Chief Tucker. Paul Miller as Frank and Detective Lenny Holbein. John Lusk as Professor Wilson. Leah Gray as Ashley Fitzpatrick. And Stephen Kenny as Michael Kaufman. All other voices by the cast. Raccoon Man was written, produced, and directed by Daniel Williams. Sound production by Anson Pavlo. And sound editing and music by Daniel Williams. Raccoon Man is recorded at Parallel Studios and is an Albion Fields production for Huron City Radio. Well, there you have it, episode three. And would you believe this? They still haven't finished. That's right, there's an episode four next week. (laughs) Ridiculous. Anyway, on to more worthwhile activities as we take a look at what's going on in Huron City and around the Greywater area. To start with, the largest garage sale in the world takes place this weekend, and as usual, the route runs straight through Huron City. 
By law, every citizen has to unearth a multitude of mold-infested ornaments, books, tools, and clothes, and display them like some proud badge of profligate insanity. Then, as decreed by the Constitution, people are forced to ferret through the wares and take home exactly twice the amount than they actually have space for, thus forcing them to call in via Home Depot on the way back to buy that extra shed they were thinking of getting anyway. Sale takes place from dawn to dusk, an up-to-date tetanus shot is recommended. You know, we went on that years ago, me and, and Sandra. Yeah, that was one of the last things we did together. I still have that china figurine I bought her, the, the tramp fishing with the broken rod. I don't think she ever liked it. Oh, also a, uh, <clears throat> a reminder that all next month in Huron City, it's Human Awareness Month, the local chapter of It Takes All Sorts, will hope to raise awareness and discussion around the fact that you are not the only fucking person on the planet. And now it's time to take a look at the weather from the bottom of the lake with our underwater weather girl, Wendy Avaloni. Over to you, Wendy. Well, Tom, it's pretty wet down here tonight. Reports are just in that migrating microplastics are making their way through the mid-lake channels, making it difficult for the phosphorus-loving algae to maintain their dominance as top pollutant. Last week's storms have increased poisonous one-off from the farms, so we should see the fluffy algae making a strong comeback soon. The fecal pathogen level ranges from medium to needing medical attention, and I do believe I spotted a dead cat trying to untangle itself from some abandoned fishing whale. Back to you, Tom. Ah, uh, thank you, Wendy. What a woman. Half mermaid, half night nurse. Now it's that time to hear from tonight's sponsor once more. Richard Thornberry's Embalming and Mummification Services. Choose from a wide variety of canopic jars and our handmade range of sarcophagi. Give your loved ones the send-off they deserve. New customer special, we'll process your pets for free. Deceased or not, what, what? Uh, now incorporating Thornbury's Taxidermy. Boy, boy, do they do a great job. This seagull diorama they created for me is just genius. The detail. Look at that one's little wing holding the guillotine lever. Uh, there's one carrying a baguette. <laughs> très bien, très bien. All right, coming up later on the midnight hour, we have another ditty from our musical buddies, followed by an interview. But before all that frivolity, we get to hear about the more pressing issues of the day with wisdom from Professor A.V. Moore of Avonmore University. What? He didn't do one tonight. Why? Oh, geez. No, I never knew he had that issue. Well, you could have told me earlier. I mean, now what am I... Oh. This is all your fault, Eric. Well, there's just time before the second song, I guess, for me to finish my crossword puzzle. All right, here we are. Two across. Chicago gangster without a hat. On his own. Hmm. Chicago gangster. Chicago, that has to be Al Capone, I guess. The hat bit, that must be Cap. So without hat, Cap leaves leaves alone, which is the on his own part. Alone. Boy, alone is right. Jeez. Even the crossword now? 
Man. Okay. Well, it's given me an L for the last letter in three down. When large Benjamin rings, having reality is 50-50. Hmm. It's tricky. Large Benjamin, 50-50. Well, all right, that's two L's as Roman numerals for 50-50. That's definite. I already have one L, but having reality? Large, huge, big, big Benjamin, uh, big Ben, the tower, okay, the rings. But having reality, oh, oh to B, B, plus 50, 50, LL, big Ben, it's a bell. Bell, bell, Sandra Bell, A2 crossword. Oh. Jesus, oh, Jesus, God, we're moving. Oh, I can feel it. I, well, I can feel something coming adrift in my stomach, too. Not now. I don't have time to deliver a sidewalk sloppy, Joe. And now, here's another song from Mr. Chips.
So, welcome to the Midnight Hour. I'd, uh, I'd kind of like to cut to the chase. How the hell do you pronounce your name? The Mr.'s Hip. The Mr.'s Hip. Okay, who came up with that name? I kind of came up with it. I, I had had a surprise baby that we didn't, it was actually like wife didn't realize she was pregnant, went in and had a baby in four hours. So it was kind of like taking the biblical, like instead of the rib bone, the hip. Okay, forget about the band. We're not going to talk about the band anymore. I want to know more about this. So she didn't know she was pregnant. Did, did, have you ever had a sex ed class? Do you know how babies are made? Yeah, usually I thought, and somehow, like, still. Oh, that's impossible. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I thought too, but she had. I guess that can happen. All right, you're listening to The Midnight Hour. We're talking to Mr. Hip. And by the way, who are you? Who, who, uh, who in the band are you? I'm Chris. I was lead singer, uh, lyric writer. So that last song, half-hearted love song, is that how you approach life? Half-hearted? Just curious. Um, most of the time, yeah. So that's the easiest way not to get hurt and trampled on by evil women. How long have your uh, has your band been together? Uh, we were together about seven years, but then another woman stole away our guitar player and made him move to Boston. So we are no longer. If you were to miss one of your hips, Chris, which one would it be, left or right? Uh, left, definitely. Okay. As a band, what's the highest number of people who've come to see you play at once? What's the biggest crowd you've had? Uh, probably about 100. Really? Huh. Who knew? If you were to play through an oncoming plague, which one would you choose? Frogs, locusts, or fish flies? Frogs, definitely. Everybody says frogs. At least you can eat them and fry them, and supposedly they taste like chicken. That's what we hear. Getting down to business now, this may sound irrelevant, but people want to know this. Who in the band could throw a fully grown sturgeon the farthest? Definitely Adam. Do any of you guys own a boat? Uh, yes, Adam does. Thus, the sturgeon throwing. Has, have you ever seen him throw a sturgeon? Way too many times to count. I don't, uh, I don't personally own a boat. I'm on a boat, but it's not mine. It belongs to here on City Radio. But back in 72, when I got lost between Svalbard and Greenland after an unhelpful canoe incident, I ended up as a captain of a crab boat high up in the North Atlantic. And our cook always told us, better to eat dry beans than spill boiling water. And, you know, even though I outranked him by a considerable margin, I, I always looked up to that man. You have any handy advice like that for our listeners? Um, My only advice is... Don't trust uh, sex ed. Yeah, it uh, is not foolproof. Hey, if any of our listeners with or without hips would like to find out more about your band, where can they find Mr. Hip? Uh, they can find it in their hearts and hopefully log on to Google and type in the Mr. Hip. Google. Is that like a website? Or DuckDuckGo. Okay. Duck okay. Yeah. I don't have the internet out here on the gray ship. All right, Chris, uh, thanks for coming on tonight. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. The chip lives! Well, thanks to the Mr.'s hip for that, and uh, what a sweet young man. Reminded me of myself in my naive youth, what with the babies and not knowing anything about it. And now I just have time to announce the winner of last week's competition, and the successful entry comes from a Mr. Isaac Newton of 7th and Honeycrisp. His estimate of 46 armadillos plus a raven in a velvet suit was the closest to the actual answer, so congratulations. And now before we go, and before the boat goes anywhere, and before my stomach comes adrift, it, it's time to once more uh, dig into my pockets for treasure in Tom's Poetry Pocket. 
Now what do we have here? Dear Mr. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. Reject your application. Salty Sailor Dating Agency. Too many. Lowest ever score. Hmm. Oh, here it is on the back. <clears throat> Sad end. Sleeping. You lay in my bed. I, bare and gutted. Prying into the hedgerow of your life. Your warm skin I touched. Carrying its tardy surface around with me in my pocket. Like a stolen pelt. Smooth. Guilty. <sighs> Do another poem next week. Ugh! Aunt Ada's asshole, what the hell? God, Eric, I'm, I'm moving. The, the boat is moving. Oh, God, my, oh, my guts. Oh, oh God. You've been listening to the Midnight Hour. Oh, my God, my stomach is like a whirlpool. Mm. On Huron City Radio. Oh, with me, Tom Bobajowski. Oh, big thank you to our, our calling guests, uh, to Wendy, uh, and of course, uh, our, our musical guest, the, the Mr.'s Hip. Our gratitude goes to tonight's sponsor, Thornberry's Mummification and Embalming Services. God, at this rate, I'll see if they do a bottom of the lake special. Oh, Sandra. Sandra, why, Sandra? Hi, good night. Eric. Eric, can you hear me? What's that, Eric? What, are you fucking kidding me? You think I'm making this boat move by myself? God, when I get off this thing. You've been listening to the Midnight Hour on Huron City Radio with Tom Bobajowski. You've heard the voices of Tom Bobajowski, Jake Buckley, Emily Coggle, Rachel Kearney, Owen McKinter. Anson Pavlov and Leah Gray. Tom's Top Tips Jingle, sung by Giovanna Greco. Our special thanks to musical guests, Mr. Hip. This show was created by Daniel Williams and was written by Daniel Williams and Jake Buckley with additional material from Tom Bobajowski, Jamie Leslie, and Tom Emmett. Production and editing are by Daniel Williams. Midnight Hour is recorded at Parallel Studios and is a Huron City radio show for Albion Fields Productions. (laughs) 